And we are back for another episode. And this will be a fun one because we've actually got a friend of ours on here. So I think this will be a, a good conversation. We are with the one and only, the infamous Denny Cards. Denny, what's yeah. up, man? Yeah. Infamous. That's like, there's a there's definitely a degree of like, ooh, this, this guy is like dangerous. Edgy, man. <laughs> edgy. Edgy. Oh yeah. I'm known I'm known for really edgy content. Just like it's true. Dig at people. Yeah. Yeah. The the not safe for work content that Denny. Yep. Oh, totally. I, so, I know I'm yeah, gonna have I, to play with the uh podcast settings before I submit this one of just like explicit all the you explicit. Know, all yeah, get ready. I'm dropping so many, so many cuss words here, like you know, all all the bad ones from the the good place. You guys like that show, the good place. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, super pumped, man. For those that don't know, Denny and I are actually both in Virginia, so this is kind of a fun thing where we've got we're not both local, but you know, same state. I feel like a lot of the people I interact with are all over the country, so this is kind of a fun thing. So for people who are only listen to audio. Mac and I are both wearing DC hats. He's got the wizard's hat and I got the uh the new lids. I'm an unpaid ambassador, unofficial sponsor. Uh <laughs> lids, Mitchell Ness, their uh pack thing. Before we started recording, we we're talking about the temptation of ripping open those uh exclusive, right? Those packs. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I also didn't get the memo about the hats. So at the sake of not being overbranded, I'm not going to put on my stock and trade hat. So uh, for those of you who can't see it. Um... Well, I mean, for those of you who can't see, Raul is actually completely topless. He's He's sure, got true. no shirt on. <laughs> it's actually Matt Damon, too. I've been trying to really push that one, that that stock is actually Matt Damon. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, he's... So, he's, he's, he's a handsome devil this guy that would be the most amazing Absolutely. doxing situation for for our show when you might just blow up if that happened i know yeah. i know i'm pushing it i'm pushing it but this is uh like i said this will be a fun one because we know each other so well so this will be pretty yeah. pretty good yeah and then, you know it's funny i was looking back at your instagram and mm. i think all of us kind of go through that evolution who create content where you know we start and our accounts are just loaded with cards it's all about the cards and then you know all of a sudden yeah. you start showing a little face and i actually mm -hmm. found the first post uh where you showed your face on instagram which i think was february of this year so what was that what changed like what was the impetus for you to kind of make that leap Thank you for going back to the archives. Um, <laughs> I don't delete. I mean, I think I've deleted maybe two or three. I, I know some people like to call their content and their feed. Uh, I've talked to some people about it. I've asked them why did they do that, and they say, you know, it's I'm curating my own feed and all this stuff. I thank you for remembering that. So I remember that time. Uh, I was maybe five months into being like on Instagram. At that point, I wasn't would not consider myself a content creator by any means even now i mean yeah i'll i'll use that label cuz i like creating content um not just on my instagram but you know i'll just plug in my podcast here my own <laughs> the card <laughs> diary by hobby s thompson they just ended season 1 but yeah i really enjoy it and um the impetus for that or the catalyst was having a really good series of discussions with someone who i think people do find polarizing but i consider him a good person and, and and a good friend of the hobby is is Dan, the great curator. And we were talking about representation in the hobby and, you know, how before I showed my face, I would talk about how we need more uh, representation in the hobby with women, kids, minorities. And he's like, well, you keep talking about it, but, you know, you're just talking the talk and not walking the walk. So how about you actually maybe 
you know, talk to your family. And, and, and I did, and we had some really good discussions. So the, the boundaries I had with my wife were she won't be on my social media. My kids won't be on social media. I can reference them. I mean, you can tell from my content that I'm, I'm in a minivan. No one who doesn't have kids is driving a minivan. I mean, <laughs> just, really. You just, were outed quickly on that one. Yeah, for sure. Just Denny decided out of the blue, you know what the car for me is without my family or kids? Minivan. <laughs> minivan, yes. No, I, oh man, you can't wait for that Chrysler Pacifica, the V8 engine. Uh, <laughs> you know, shout out Jim Gaffigan for uh, being a minivan uh, sponsor for them. But no, um, we talked about it and... You know, there were boundaries in place, which I very much agreed with and I respected. And my first one was actually like, I remember it was, it was a filtered TikTok. It was like a screenshot of a filter of a TikTok where they started doing this whole, like, you can look much better than you actually look. And I posted that because it was like, whoa, look at this filter. And, you know, that's when I started showing my face and um, it was just a picture. And then it was like unfiltered picture then it was a real and then it was like yeah and then i just started getting more comfortable with it but I, yeah i initially didn't want to because i wanted to keep it about the cards but then i started just trying different things and that's what my podcast is all about is just trying different things and pushing yourself out of the comfort zone and seeing what you like and what you don't like like for instance i know that i'm not a good breaker so i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to spend my time hobby time breaking um I love my podcast. So I put my time in the podcasts and things like that. Yeah. It's really funny, Denny. So Mac and I were chatting before you hopped on, uh, is you were one of the first people that I actually chatted with in the DMS, like, uh, going back and forth when I just started posting stuff like cards and whatnot. And then mm -hmm. we chatted about this whole, like showing face thing. And yes. I started showing my face. Like, I think I uh, like the end of 2022, like October ish. Mm -hmm. And I went mm -hmm. through the same thing about like having kids having family which is funny because i'm an actor in my day yeah. jobs but i social media always tends to be a little bit different than the medium of tv or film and things like that mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. are you still navigating that like uh like do you think about that on a daily basis still or is that kind of out the window for you now that you've gone this far into the weeds of of uh of the hobby well, no, that's I really appreciate that question. I mean, it's definitely reflective, or uh, it's definitely introspective. And I gotta say, in a way, in a way, I do think about it. But when I turn right before I cut something, or right before while I'm recording, that I don't think about that. Um, most of my stuff is really just one take. I just do it right, and that's probably why I'll say something really bad in the near future and then get canceled or whatever. But <laughs> right now um, I'm kind of, the, I think the reason I don't think about it is because the boundaries have been so well established that I'm okay with knowing what's, what I can do and what I can't do or not what I can't do, but like, you know, what I, what, you know, where the lines are. So uh, yeah, I remember you and I, I mean, you ate, uh, wrote, <laughs> whatever you want to call me. What, yes. <laughs> so long as it's not a, a curse word, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, I remember early on just jumping on and just being a consumer of content. And I saw you both on TikTok and Instagram. And I was like, this guy is so funny because I remember one of the very earliest ones. And I, I, and I didn't have to go back to remember this. I remember this still vividly is you were um, making a real, it was a joke about how when you hit a great hit, like you feel like you're floating and like you did the feet <laughs> floating up and you're floating up. And I was like, man, this guy's really funny. That one. 
Yeah, but that's like his the very first reel that I saw. And I'm like, oh, man, this guy's a great creator. And like, you know, to get to know people and then Mac, like, you know, really early on to the 90s stuff. And like, I remember that I think the first interactions I had with Mac was like trying to buy 90s cars, which didn't end up happening. But, you know, it was just kind of like interacting and just being like, wow, you know, this guy has like a really good following and he has really funny stuff, too. And I mean, I've seen Mac evolve with his content going from stills yeah. to reels, right? And just showing your personalities. I think okay. it's just so fantastic. I appreciate that. Uh, I think uh... I think the three of well, I think you're like the product of your environment type thing. And I think it's you think about the little content creator crew we have that like we hang out with mm -hmm. and communicate mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. I I've seen that evolution. I feel like across like all of us, as I look at all of our accounts, mm -hmm. it's it's been mm -hmm. really fun to see because I think all of us followed a pretty similar journey, and I feel like it happened. I, I'd say around the same time. Yeah, for sure. I, just... I, I don't know how you all feel about this, but like when I see other content, I do get inspired and I go, oh, I want to, I want to, you know, that makes me get some ideas and, you know, I don't want to like copy. Sometimes I directly rip copy and it's out of like a, a tribute or an homage. It's not like I'm trying to rip someone's, you know, um, creativity, but more of like, I'm making fun of it. Right. Like when I, a long, you know, one of my earliest, and this was before I think I showed my face, but like I, I did a reel making fun of the Ken Golden, like this is the most important card in the world, that type of stuff, you know, but that was a, it was a tribute. It was an homage. Um, and so I think that whenever I see content and something that I, I will say this too, like, I'm sorry, I'm going off a little tangent, but that's what I do. Um, <laughs> I sometimes unplug from hobby content to get creative inspiration from content outside of, the hobby like pop culture zeitgeist stuff just yeah you know and i'm not looking for viral sounds or oh i gotta like chase the likes and follows it's more of like that is what gets my creative juices flowing and that's what i like doing and uh so so i'll, I'll derive inspiration from both in and out of the hobby yeah i i like that i like that that's you know i i would i i also um do similar things where i think if you get stuck in the same hobby content i would just be posting about either new things that tops has coming out or making fun of it or something along those lines but if you don't then that's how you know content like yours keeps evolving and changing and being funny otherwise i'm like all right guys i've seen a million pieces of content about the pokemon van gogh thing now can we uh mm -hmm. we change yeah. it up a little bit so it's a it's right. definitely i think that's the better way to to pull from this way it's it's more outreaching you know i, I do feel like the the hobby echo chamber is narrower than other areas. Like I, I feel like other industries mm. don't have quite as narrow of a echo chamber as we sometimes do. It, it seems like one bit of hobby news drops on a Monday and we hear about it consistently throughout the week until that next Monday. I don't know if y'all feel that way. I think so, right? I, I think that we have a little bit of a, that's why I do, that's why I do similar things that Denny just said is I feel like sometimes we get caught in this little funnel of people. And I, don't, I think it's also because people know that that's what, is going to engage people in our hobby. Um, so I, I think so, but Danny, what do you think? No, it's that that's, it's, it's almost a, a really hard question for me to answer. Uh, one, I, you know, I feel like I have a decent pulse on the hobby, but it makes you wonder how big is this hobby and how big of a influence does the, this hobby have on again, like, the world of Instagram, right? Let's just talk just Instagram, you know, take away YouTube and, and, and TikTok. Some of the biggest accounts 
and I'm not talking about people who transcend the hobby with sport, trading cards, right? Because like say Michael Rubin, he's he transcends just trading cards because he's got fanatics as a whole and he's gonna be on Shark Tank and he has a ton of followers. But like when you when you look at some of these um bigger influencers, uh you know, let's use the biggest one, right? Or the biggest influencer like Jeff Wilson, like he'll get a lot of likes, but I gotta say, when I see and nothing against him, and I, you know, and I think he he's got, you know, I, I like the positivity, and I know again he's another polarizing figure, but he's his stuff doesn't go viral like zeitgeist viral. It goes hobby viral, right? You can yeah. get several hundreds of views and likes. I mean, more than several hundred views, but several hundred likes, and he'll get some good com- comment action. But like uh, another example is Nat Turner. He'll post a card, which I don't even know is arguably content. I don't. I don't even know if just posting a card is considered content anymore. I mean, that's just my opinion. Ooh, that's but, a, that's a, I don't know. That's a dropping a bomb there on that one. I mean, if you have no captions and again, nothing against Nat Turner, but like if you just post a card, a really super expensive card and it gets like 600 likes and like five comments, like people aren't engaging with it. There's like, Ooh, look, it's a pretty card. It's really nice, but there's no caption. Why do you want that card? Why do you care for that card? Why is it important to you? Is that content? Like, I don't know. I mean, really, it's it's. I'm not throwing a shade on anyone. It's just my definition of content. I think is 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 evolving. Yeah. So, um, going back to virality or like you know what constitutes how big this hobby is, I just don't know. Like the whole is it a narrow or wide echo chamber? Like I think certainly every hobby, because by virtue of being you know a hobby, you have echo chambers. But when you think about how big it is, like the biggest people in the, the our wonderful space don't get five six figure likes they don't yeah now i agree and that brings up a question that i had i was going to ask you was and you brought him up already was like so content creators like um the great creator and jeff wilson mm-hmm. i feel like there's and i could be wrong there is like a segmented version there's segments of like these people so jeff and and the, and the great creator, I, which I really enjoy most of their content. I, I I understand their polarizing effect on on the hobby, but they were like during the COVID boom, yeah, all this stuff. And then so mm-hmm. our stuff and a lot of the people that we talk to on a regular basis tend to grow post COVID boom or at the tail end of it. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. do you? What do you feel like? What do you think is like the difference and why there's so there's such a split between those two people? Why like? people would think of us as less polarizing than necessarily like a Jeff Wilson or a great creator. There's a, um, there's a saying, uh, for, uh, so again, content outside of the hobby. Uh, I have not listened to this podcast in a long time, but the to- Tony Kornheiser show, I, again, I'm from the DMV, the DC area. Um, and one of the things that he would say on the show is the answer to all your questions is money. You know, like the root of all problems and the root of all happiness and unhappiness. I think that I I think it's easy for someone like me to be positive and happy in the hobby because I didn't lose my shirt <clears throat> in 2020 and 2021. I mean, but I mean, again, if you if you bought and that and then you you felt the crash, you, you lost the money. I mean, if if you had cards beforehand, uh before the pandemic and then sold them at the peak, I mean you're you're happy, of course. But yeah. I think that from what I hear of people who are in that era, um of collecting and, and investing was here are people telling you take your stimulus checks take your money and you can three four five exit and 
you think you were doing it and some people were and then some people were like you know get caught holding the bag and you're like oh my gosh like this instead of taking personal ownership and responsibility and saying man maybe i shouldn't have listened to it or maybe i should i shouldn't you know i should have been more prudent with my money they were chasing the highs and then they got burnt and they're like they're you know i'm, I'm sad to say but you know, some of the people who go after them are just angry, right? They're just angry people. And I don't want to be like, oh, you have to be negative to to comment. But I think there's a lot of resentment towards those individuals. And then that resentment just kind of in the social media world, like the mob mentality, we just pile on people. Um, for me, I have not ever a single time told someone to buy a certain card or sell a certain card. I show my cards because, again, it's a card account. But I'm not like, and I, do I try to buy and sell cards online? Sure, absolutely. But I'm not advocating, I'm not advising people in any way to, to make any pickups. Yeah, it, it's, uh, and with that, so with that type of uh, thought process that people have, does that ever, I know it comes into my mind sometimes about what I tend to post, but does it come into your mind of what you tend to post is like, if I post this, is it bordering on the line of having people pop in with negative comments because like you know oh what do you you like jeff wilson oh you like the great creator like what's wrong with you like does that ever pop into your mind or you just not care i mean i i think i would be lying to myself if i said i never think about it but i just don't it's kind of like analytics and i'll just take it a little bit uh a circuitous route to answer that question it's um i do look at my analytics I just, I would like to strongly believe that I don't let it dictate what I do or how I do it. So with these folks, do I sometimes think, oh, if I do something, will someone come at me? I mean, people have come at me and I'm like, man, I don't even take, you know, well, that, that may change really soon, but like, I'm not taking on sponsors and this and that. And like, I, I do clean content. I'm not polarizing. I don't, I'm not edgy. Like, have I called out a couple of corporations in the past where, maybe uh to to do better sure but like not in a hit piece or negative way but even someone like me was getting nasty comments or dms right and i'm not going to mention them here i mean i could i mean you know what our Go ahead. <laughs> our things don't really overlap i said i wasn't going to curse but someone like i get a lot of comments about my parents uh you know like uh, one person called me a, a a fat f word right uh, that stuck with me because, and I won't get into all the reasons, um, but, but that sucks. It sucks. Um, people are like, oh, don't let it get to you. And it's like, well, did you get called that? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. It's easy to um, say until it happens to you. People yeah. mostly positive, but sometimes negative uh, will comment about the hats I wear, the clothes I wear, um, the way I, I look. Um, I think I do end up blocking some of those people, but you know, I'll listen to anyone so long as it's like civil or funny. I mean, you got to do something like you can't you can't just go, come at someone with just complete vile energy. You know, if you're going to make fun of me, like make make it funny, I think. Yeah. Uh, oh, my best, the best person, uh, not the best person, uh, miserable person, <laughs> I'm sure. But um, I was in a chat. Uh, Ken Golden was doing some sort of big live and there's like several hundred people in there. And I made a comment and I had a hater in there and they're like, oh, look, it's Denny no cards. And I'm like. That's so dumb, but it was it kind of made me laugh. It is kind of funny. Denny no cards. <laughs> yeah, because he's like clean. He doesn't clean show his humor. cards. Yeah. He's like, he doesn't show his collection. And it's like, 
yeah, because I have a lot of other content to show from the national. I think post-national, pre-national, I didn't get any like bad comments or negativity or oh, you you like this person? Why do you like them? Even you know, I had the great curator on. He was my first guest on my podcast. I didn't get people negatively uh, criticizing me. Uh, post-national, when I came a little bit more like into the hobby, you know, ecosystem and you know all that. Yeah, people were parsing seconds and pausing my videos and looking at this and like, why did you do this? Why did you do that? And um, I definitely got some, I don't know, uh, second guessing going on, like, or, or like, it made me think like, oh, like, people are taking my videos a little bit too seriously. And I did kind of get annoyed by that. But I mean, again, it, you put the content out there and people will do whatever they want with it. Yeah. How do you handle the negative comments? Like, what do you do personally? Do you respond? Do you just block? Do you just like ignore? Like, what What do you, what I, do you do? I, Everything. I, honestly, I don't have one way of doing anything. Um, I see what works. It's kind of like things I like to do in the hobby. I mean, I've, I've, I've had some people... You know, I'll clock back. I'll, it really depends. It's so situational, right? I I think in life you just you do have to learn how to be mentally flexible. And there are some people who I think warn a response either in comments or in DMs or not worth it at all. Um, how important are those people to me in my hobby journey? Um, and I don't mean by stature or followers, but just like is this someone who has reached out in the past? Um, I think we tend to attack people who we've never talk to like we would never talk the way some people talk in the comments you would never say those yeah. things to someone in person right so it's like it's like that lady in the airplane like you're not real like some people are just not real to me right and then some people i i met them in national or i met them at a local card show and i'll definitely give them more time of day or see you know what why what the issue is or what what i can do to an extent what i can do um to make things right but i also know that I'm not them and they could just be acting out because of whatever's going on in their life. So I do try to give people grace and compassion up to an extent, but you know, I don't tolerate uh, disrespect. I don't tolerate, um, you know, complete, you know, vile energy and all that. But, you know, again, if you're gonna make fun of me, it's gotta be funny. I mean, <laughs> you can't, you can't come at me with just being boring. <laughs> Denny no cards is the is the low bar, guys. Denny low Denny no cards is the low bar. I I will say though, I feel like when I was first getting back in the hobby a few years ago, I feel like there was a lot more of that negative energy. And over the past, I'd say six months, uh, I don't feel like I've seen it as much. And I know Denny, yeah. you've you've clearly been a target of some stuff that that I haven't, but I just feel like overall, I hadn't been seeing that as much. And maybe I've just been blocking accounts and not paying attention yeah. or who knows but i i don't know i don't know if y'all feel like collectively it's kind of trending in the right direction or not i just wonder if some of the people that really got burned 2021 kind of left the hobby and they just That's said I'm such a good it. point yeah can i just jump on that and say i i have had people who are in my local vicinity and i won't name them and all that but like they they were done um the retail flip is gone i mean we talked about the whole lids and the hats and the packs thing before we started recording but like there were people who I think those people who are buying up pallets or cases or boxes from waiting for the restock at Target and Walmart and were doing the retail flip who really arguably weren't here for the right reasons and weren't collectors. They were just like, here's an arbitrage opportunity. Yeah, I think a fair amount of those people left. Um, I know people who had hobby friends and their main 
way of meeting each other and we're friends was like, I would be like, Oh, how do you guys know each other? And it's like, Oh yeah, we, we met at target waiting for the restock lady. And it's like, Oh, <laughs> this is like the, you know, hobby version of we fell love in a helpless place, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, like there they are just becoming friends, uh, kind of chasing money, not cards. They were just chasing the arbitrage. Yeah. Well, Danny, we, so we talked a little bit about like, obviously your beginning over like the first time you showed your face, but we've never talked about this on a view. I'm sure maybe you and Mac have before, but okay. were you, was this something that you jumped into kind of during the whole COVID boom? Like, like Mac and I, or were you doing this before? Like what started you into the hobby? What where where did that, where did that start? Yeah. I mean, it's just, Really, shout out to my best card friend, David, uh, the Rated Rabbi. He he was a collector. He was he collect. He came back for, for the COVID boom. I didn't. Ha Can I tell you guys? I didn't know what a slab was until like a year ago. This time, like I yeah, there you go. Exactly. Same with you, right? I mean, I collected. I had no idea what it was until like the the very tail end of the COVID boom. I was like slabs. Oh, this is cool. Yeah, this is slab. This is not a slab. Yeah. And then here I am a month from now, like uh, last month, I did like a meet the greater series on my podcast. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to like plug my podcast every five seconds, but I'm yeah, interviewing okay. people all <laughs> up and down the grading ecosystem, trying to learn more about grading. And I was just like, wow, like this is really fascinating. But he was he's a neighbor. Uh, we walk our dogs together and he was talking about cards and I was like very I don't know what to I'll just use a joke. I was card curious. I, I used to collect in the past. I had cards as a kid. Um, I loved collecting as a kid. I stopped for you know college, and I came back as a young adult with young, um, like you know my first paychecks. That's why the the you know two thousand late two thousands and early twenty tens is is holds a special place in my heart. Those cards. It was still upper deck, and um, you know I went to the twenty twelve national in Baltimore. And then I stopped, uh, you know, I got married, got, had kids and I just left uh, or I just thought I would come back, I, but I just didn't, I didn't for 10 years. And then he started talking about his cards and, you know, the things that he was buying and he's more vintage baseball, but he was still in the, you know, kind of talking about ultra modern and we would talk sports. And the more we talked, I was like, I was like, let me, let me find that you know, a few, you know, I think maybe three boxes of cards uh, in the attic, which humidity damage, real thing. <laughs> As someone who's someone who's been trying to grade his childhood cards. I'm like, this card looks perfect. And I'm like, you know what? The edges are they're rising up a little bit like that's what's resulting in the 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 you know, maybe it's not the Jordan pop control, right, where it's like impossible to get a Jordan 10. It's it could just be raised edges uh, that you just can't see very well so um he got me into it so i blame him um just a such a such a wonderful terrible uh happenstance that i'm back in here because of uh, a neighbor but yeah i came in i came in mid uh my very first instagram post was like in september or august of 2022 and that's right before i turned 40 and yeah that i guess the other factor was kind of like my 
initially was a joke that it was a midlife crisis and yeah now it is a full blown out midlife crisis in cards <laughs> it was september by the way I did fact check that before mm. we came on mm. <laughs> mac calls it fact checking i call it stalking so it's just a you uh, know you made a tomato <laughs> wait aren't you stock and trade you're stock and trade yeah it's stalking it's and a, trading yeah stocking, exactly stocking you guys all think it's a double entendre you guys all think it's yes. one thing it's really another one <laughs> you guys remember that uh show the league from fx yeah of course the double entendres remember the the yeah. name of the oh my god that was one of the best shows of all time it was so fantastic. good yeah before cards i was like really into fantasy football and now i don't do any fantasy i i had fantasy we had a fantasy basketball dynasty league like keeper point system like i remember kevin durant was like 12 points and like out of 24 points and we were doing trades like i had james harden at zero points and That's um cool. it was wild um it wasn't big money it was like but it was really 100 percent like just complete bragging rights and like a trophy and loser has to do this or that um fantasy football same thing it was never in a high money league but like just just the bragging rights and then and then i just again um i stopped not that i stopped watching sports but i just stopped fantasy yeah. you i think we're starting to see a convergence though between kind of fantasy sports betting cards i i think it's all coming together for some kind of convergence mm -hmm. and um i don't know I, I i think we're still trying to figure out what that's going to look like but you'd be amazed how many i don't know if y'all see this too like my non-hobby friends that are big into fantasy mm -hmm. are intrigued with cards intrigued with mm -hmm. the market of cards yeah and how it does kind of relate to the act of fantasy but um yeah, I don't know. I just feel like we're seeing some kind of convergence come together here. The um, the act of fantasy. I yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> I but love fantasy. Can I... Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I, I want to hear like you guys still play fantasy now? Oh yeah. I mean I'm a huge fantasy football player. I'm in like four leagues and do all that nonsense. And I'm on my I'm like my phone is like glued to me on Sundays, whether I'm with my family or not half the time. Um but yeah, I agree of the convergence thing. I think it's just a it's a easy check of of value whether it's the value of your fantasy player whether it's the value mm -hmm. of your card you know it's it's this weird dynamic i think uh are any of them uh keeper or dynasty leagues or are these all one season um uh, one of them is uh a dynasty now nice. um and then the rest of them are all one-off leagues okay so. those are intriguing i dynasty they're just that long-term you know, just I think trades are a little bit easier because you got people who are trying to win this year versus teams who are maybe trying to set up for the future. I mean, those are more fun. I feel like one off leagues, especially with people you don't know too well, trades are just so hard to come by. They're just oh, so no, hard. No one wants to get fleeced. You know, no one wants no to, one no wants one wants to, to lose the, the trade. So Dynasty's interesting because like I'm currently in a mode, as you say, I'm currently in a mode of uh of winning now so i won last year and i just like started giving away all my draft picks and like taking on all these semi-good semi-young players and i'm mm -hmm. like i've got a two or three year window and i yep. can win every year and then i'll see what happens <laughs> i'll have to rebuild at some point or just trust the process <laughs> yeah, <exactly. Morey. laughs> but i mean how that seems like it's getting to be so aligned with collecting of cards right the whole idea yeah. of kind of these long-term leagues i mean not that much different conceptually one versus the other yeah. yeah well so can i ask you do you do you collect the cards of the players that you have on your you know dynasty league or do you see influence one way or the other with fantasy sports and your card collection uh mm. role 
No, I for me, you know, it's just all about best player in fantasy. I'm a very and it's funny you asked that because I was going to ask you a question, which I'll I'll throw it back on you once I I say this. But so for me, my collection is is evolving. In the beginning, it was, you know, slapping of, of really great players that I thought had a you know ability to either gain value or just players that I really enjoyed. It was this really mm-hmm. weird mixed bag. And yeah. then now it's one of two things. It's either um three specific players really that mm-hmm. I have hope, hope can gain value growing in the future and I'll have a really strong collection that I can either yeah. sell or keep. And then players that like mean something to me nostalgia wise. Yeah, and yeah. everything else I've just decided the other day. I'm pretty much going to sell everything else because it's just sitting there doing yes. nothing, and it's yes. no part of me cares. None of my ego cares about having the largest collection of nothing. Then, yes. so but what I'm about you? Enough. So yeah, so with you, mm-hmm. you know, you made the joke, Danny, no cards. But what does yeah. your collection consist of? And then is it evolved as well? Or how oh, very work? much. Um, Mac and I really did bond over the '90s cards and. The nostalgia and chasing cards that we wanted as kids but never did i mean the cards we're talking about are showcase cards where you know um you go to your local card shop as a as a kid in the 90s and you know i'm buying packs like mac it was and i don't know if mac bought singles but i never bought singles from the showcases uh as a kid because i was like this is a 20 dollar michael jordan of course now it's like so much more but it's like oh man I, you know look at the beckett and you know the low and the high value and like oh man this is at the high value and you know you do all this stuff but i never bought singles um i always try to pack pull them and now i'm like man i remember that you know power boosters jordan and then now i have one right and things like that or i remember pack pulling the scoring kings jordan which i gave to uh someone who i thought was a friend and that uh that was uh that left a void or a hole in my childhood which i got to refill or fill back in by buying it right um it'd be great if i had the actual card that i uh gave away but <laughs> That'd be incredible. Know, the, the odds of that are just you know way too minuscule um, but when it comes to my collection, yeah, 90s basketball, then of course the natural progression would be ultra modern basketball because that's what's being out there in social media. Uh vintage basketball, I I do like, but I don't I mean, I I just recently bought like a an old Wilt Chamberlain on eBay, like a PSA four. I don't know why. <laughs> I think it was just I bought it under comps. But then again, if you try to sell it, you just set the lowest comp, right? I mean, it doesn't make sense to buy on eBay. That's just my opinion right now, if you were looking to flip it. But when it comes to um the evolution, like, you know, I definitely collected football uh as a kid, more football than let's say baseball. So I have like old Barry Sanders cards that I'm looking at right now. And um, you know, I just then I think baseball is much more of a recent thing where, you know, I have family members who love baseball and to, to bond with the older generation, I was getting more into baseball and, you know, my mother-in-law loves the Yankees. So I just start buying some Yankees and gifting them to her and, you know, just trying to be a good I guess, son-in-law. And uh, my, my father-in-law loves the Brooklyn Dodgers, which those cards are, that's definitely vintage baseball. And, um, you know, I would then get into ultra modern baseball. And then more recently, I mean, I don't want to do the whole like whole chronology and timeline of things, but yeah, <laughs> I like recently ripped open tennis. I don't know why, but then I have wrestling cards. Cause I definitely loved the, uh, the attitude era and all that. 
um, and and just Ultimate Warrior Hulk Hogan era, you know, WWF era, and um, man, what else am I collecting? That's just, yeah, it's, I didn't yeah. realize you were as broad as you were. I didn't, I didn't know you had kind of yeah. touched most of the major yeah. sports. I, I haven't posted a lot of it on Instagram either, just because people, again, it's sometimes I feel like showing your collection is such a uh, vulnerable thing, right? And then if you are the type to maybe get comments where literally if I wear a hat, someone makes a comment on my hat, you know, even if it's good, it's like people are watching. And so I'm like, man, like, you know, I posted magic to gathering cards. I didn't get heat for that, but like I posted my old magic cards and recent ones. And, um, you know, I feel like with wrestling, it is a very, uh, it's a, it's a close knit community. And I feel like yeah. if I post wrestling cards that people are going to start being like, well, you're not a wrestling, you know, like, what do you know about wrestling cards? It's like, can I just post them? So yeah. I, I haven't posted them, but I I have wrestling cards that I would love to show uh, maybe some someday soon. You know, I will say, Denny, of anything I've always wanted to tell you, and I probably should have just told you sooner than before I got the podcast. I really always appreciate your content for multiple reasons. But one, you said a very important word, and it's, it's, it's vulnerability. Mm. So because of the DMs and messages that you get in the past, a lot of people would just be like, oh, I'm going to pull back from my content. I'm not going to mm-hmm. be as like forward facing or I'm not going to be as, you know, uh, expressing of like my emotions or how I feel about stuff, mm-hmm. but it still comes out and it's so genuine and so positive, mm-hmm. uh, but in a very real way. But I, I just wanted to that I really do appreciate that from your content more than most things like your content's great and informative, but mm-hmm. you know, if, whether it's you chatting or how you feel about in your minivan or whatnot, those, those, yeah those reels mean just as much to me and hopefully to other people than yeah. any post you would throw about any card, you know? I really appreciate you saying that. Um, you know, I think we're, we have so many sides to ourselves and I do skew on funny. I mean, the two of you, I think are hilarious and great at what you do too, but the vulnerability, um, you know, I definitely, I've made some reels and content that I really like. That's kind of like, either sappy or inspirational or cheesy or educational. And I like doing all of it because I'm not just one note. I mean, social media wants us to be in these particular buckets or they want to typecast us or, you know, the algorithm, they want to know, Oh, are you funny? Because then we'll push you out to people who just only want humor, but you know, we're all multifaceted. We're all well-rounded human beings. And so for me, the vulnerability is just, I really do post what I want and Yes, I definitely had in my mind, like someone who says I'm fat or whatever, but I'm like, you know what? Like if I stop showing my face, like they win, they, they, and they don't get to absolutely negativity. There's no way people who are negative in life die quick, much sooner than people who are positive. Really? Like it's just scientifically proven. So I'm not here to be toxically positive. I know that's something I kind of touched on. I didn't really delve deep into it, but Toxic positivity is when you are like, everything's wonderful when, you know, everything's not, but social media, you do tend to show, you know, things that make you happy. Cause I don't want my feed to become a cesspool of negativity. That's why I do mute some people where I'm like, I don't, I don't like this content anymore. So I have a lot of like positive quote stuff and funny stuff in my feed. I, I, I have basically curated, I've trained my algorithm for my own feed to give me things that make me smile. And I encourage other people to do that because why would you continue to want to have things fed to you that make that drain you? 
Yeah, um, I mean, this isn't your full time job. I mean, make it something you enjoy. <laughs> it's you know, you don't yes. want this to be something that you hate doing. I mean, I think we all do this because it's you know, mm-hmm. we just genuinely love making card content. It's like right. Yes. Uh, up until maybe in a very soon again, I don't know when this is gonna push out right because i know you guys have interviewed people and then you kind of like you know like me like you you wonder when you're going to push it out and all that but by the time this airs you people may see that um that i took on my first sponsor which i won't talk about right now but um you know it's 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 a hard decision but let me say this to people who are like well a month ago you said you weren't going to and now you are and so you're a liar you're two-faced it's like things change um let me be vulnerable here and say that the the potential federal government shutdown that almost went down really made me think about do I want to uh like what should I do with the hobby right I I feel like I've sat on so many cards that I haven't sold because I didn't need to I didn't have a uh a, a financial like dire situation where I felt like I had to sell cards so if I'm a collector I'm just collecting my cards but then I got to the point where I'm like, oh, I'm collecting too much and I do need to cull some of the stuff that doesn't make me happy or doesn't have any emotional attachment. Um, I went through a really tough whatnot buying phase early on in early 2023, late 2022, when I just jumped back into the hobby for the second time. And I just had like cards that I'm like, why did I why did I buy this? Right. It's like a heroin. So, I mean, it's so easy absolutely. to continue spending so much money. Yeah. yeah. So so I think my main point with that was just kind of like I have um I think we all evolve, you know, just because I said something a month ago doesn't mean that it applies now. And um back then I was like, Yeah, I don't I don't need the money. And and right, even right now, it's not that I need to monetize anything, but it's more like I want to I know what my time is worth and time is like the most important and valuable resource in the world. And I'm like, I I enjoy doing this, but if people do want to compensate me for my time, then I should look into it. Oh, and the funny thing is, let me just say this to you guys as fellow creators. I had people coming at me upset that I didn't take the money uh, that I wasn't taking on sponsors and that I was doing things for free because I was just making content with with companies because I thought it was cool or fun or like, you know, just part of my journey, you know, grading companies and and card companies and and people are like, but you're hurting out the value of what we bring. And people were DMing, not in comments, but DMs like, why are you doing this for free? I, I get paid and they would never tell me, which is fine. But like they're like, I get paid to do this and you're yeah. doing for free that- their livelihood. I, I- yeah, it's I mean, I think it's, yeah, there's some people yeah. who are like, yeah, yeah, it's it's actually it's funny you bring that because I was going to ask was like, for me, I, I, and maybe it's because of what I do for a living, but I, I don't care that people get sponsorships. I think it's great, solid, mm-hmm. amazing. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very happy that you're going to possibly take on your first because that's amazing. It'll just lead to more. And I think if you're going to do this more and more, and you're going to promote somebody's company, why not get compensated for it? It's not fair right. that you would do that for somebody's company and you don't get compensated one way, shape or form. Like you don't go to work every day and not get paid just because you maybe like your job, <laughs> you know? So what do you, why do you think that you personally, Denny, there's such a stigma of the sponsorship for some people? Like what, what is it? I think uh, again, I can't speak for people, but speaking for myself when i see sometimes sponsorships it's like what's the motive what's the end game what are they trying to pull on me or like you know oh they're they're not uh as authentic anymore because now they're at the you know they're there's a puppet master and they're telling them what to do you know i'd like to think that you know 
I, I had quite a number of people approach me after the national wanting to work with me and, you know, sponsor me. And, and I said no to all of it because I kept waiting and thinking, and I was like, these just don't feel right. Or, you know, just for multi, I won't get into all the reasons, but I did end up saying no thanks to all of those at that time. Again, this was like pre federal government shutdown. And, um, you know, I just realized that I didn't want to come off as someone who was losing his authenticity by potentially or, or creative control. That was another big thing, right? Like I don't, I didn't want someone to tell, dictate my content. And then I think I found someone who was like, you know, I'm not going to do that. And I promise you, or like, we'll talk about it. And, you know, I think a lot of sponsorship in the hobby, it's, these aren't multi-year contracts. These are like, you know, a few months. Right. And then you see how it works out or like trial periods. So I realized um, for me, there are some really great creators that I, I admire who are sponsored. And I'm like, I don't think less of them because of that. Do I? But then, yeah. So, so I was like, maybe I should rethink all of that. So yeah, I don't know. I don't, I can't speak for people why they feel the way they do about, what it looks like when someone takes sponsorships but i know that there is some healthy dose of uh say skepticism um i, I think some of it comes from the covid boom I, I think you saw a lot of companies come up and you saw a lot of personalities come up that um i can even think of some off the top of my mind i can't remember all their names that i used to see in my feeds all the time promoting mm -hmm. stuff that yeah. over the past six months i haven't even seen i don't know what happened to these people yeah but there's some that were absolutely there were businesses that formed companies that started and they were crushing it and then i think what's happened is people are getting taken advantage of and right. then now we're at a state where i think those that are still in the hobby have kind of seen those people come and go and i think you're right. There is skepticism there. And I think yeah. there's a, there's a way in which to go around brand collaborations. And you and I talk with Sydney, like I work with brands, like totally open to that. And yeah. it's, I think there's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it. And I think it's as long as you can kind of keep your you know creative self, like, I think there's an absolutely healthy way to go about it. I mean, right and wrong are it's just such strong words. Um, I don't know if it's that binary. I mean, maybe it's what's right for you and what's wrong for you and what makes you feel good and what doesn't make you feel as good. I'm like, I don't want to say bad, but like, yeah, I think a lot of times we, you know, it's, it's not as, there's more nuance, I think. And then yeah. you have to wonder where is that line or what does make you feel good and what doesn't make you feel good. So I, yeah. I applaud you for knowing that, Mac. I mean, you're far more far further ahead than me on that. And you and I definitely have some good conversations about that stuff. Uh, for me, again, it's my end goal for creating this content, like you two, was never to monetize it. But I think that's what makes us more free to have fun is and, and, and have more creative creativity is we're not trying to like figure out the algorithm. I know I'm not, I, it doesn't matter to me. The algorithm, again, I'll look at my numbers, but I just don't let it dictate what I do. Cause then it would be such, then, then I would feel like, then it feels like a job. I don't want, I have, I think no, it's the key not. thing is like, if I think everyone that I know that's in this, even, even if they have brand deals or not, like you, you have to be to go through this, to go through the, you know, drudge of like creating the content and going through it day in and day out. Like you, you have to love it. You have to be passionate about cards. And I think that's one thing that's I've loved about, you know, getting to know you and stock you. And, and I'd say the other kind of hobby friends we have is 
there's some incredibly clever, creative, awesome people that we've gotten to meet just across different shows, stuff like this. And I just hope like we can kind of keep building each other up and keep, you know, meeting new people, getting more people to start, you know, showing their face and creating content. Cause it, I think we all kind of help expand the hobby, the more we're able to do that. You know, I, I said this in my podcast and I'll say it here if it's okay. Um, by the way, it's called Card Diary by Javier Thompson. <laughs> um, so we're not even going to publish this episode, Denny, so don't worry about yeah, it. Oh, yeah. This is, this is, oh, oh my gosh, Mac, you didn't hit the record button. <laughs> this is just practice. <laughs> yeah, this is a dry run. Oh my goodness. Wait, I did, is that a red dot on my screen? Okay. So, um, what if, right? Because you guys are good at what you do and I, I appreciate it. Uh, and it's funny because we don't, we're not professionals doing it, but like it's fun. Uh, what if there's someone out there who is going to blow the water out with just how good their content is and they haven't even made their first post yet? You know, whether that person is a teenager or someone in their 20s, 30s or like us, like 40s. Well, I mean, not all of us here are 40s, but like someone who uh, regardless of age, gender or anything, they're just like the next biggest, best content creator and they haven't even done a single post like I, I wonder about, about that, but they're yeah. out there for sure. That's like anything. Yeah. That's any job. That's any sport. That's any, you know, there's somebody out there that no one's heard of yet that is going to come in and dominate the, the, the field and just, you know, take over, which is awesome. I think that yeah. that's, yeah. Well, can, can I just say that's the thing though, right? I mean, the opportunities and giving a try. Um, I know you guys both love soccer. I'm, you know, I don't know why I'm, I mean, I know why I'm coaching uh, uh, my two boys of soccer teams it's because no one no one stepped up but uh, i actually i'm an assistant coach in one and a head coach in the other one but um i'm doing it because you know uh there was a need can you imagine if the best athletes in america went into soccer and just we just dominated the reason i think soccer the state of soccer in america isn't as good is because the our best athletes are playing the other four major sports yeah. i mean more I ba ba basketball and football but, you know, people joke, joked about like, what if, you know, Rajon Rondo, instead of playing basketball, was on on the field with his field vision and his feet and quickness, like he could be like a little Ronaldinho, right? I mean, just just that makeup. And so for me, uh, I, I wonder about things like that, because do we have enough critical mass of people who are, again, bringing it back to the hobby and content creation, like, you know, maybe these people exist, but they don't play basketball. Uh, they don't play soccer yet. AKA they're not creating content yet. So that it does excite me. Um, but that also means we need more people who are willing to one, be a collector and love the hobby. And then two, get out from that comfort zone and maybe start making uh, content. Cause I know for so many of us, we all started again. One of my sayings is we all started zero. It's so daunting to start something from you and start at zero and then you have folks who again just started taking pictures of their cards on on the floor you, you know you know what one all. thing that kind of jumps out as we talk about this is stock i know you do and i know i do you know i, I have a personal instagram account and i've kept those two worlds completely separate oh, and know that yeah oh for sure I, I i think most of my friends have no idea I create as much content in the hobby as I do. They think I'm just this weird guy with cards. And I I have to wonder and have to imagine a lot of people that are creating a lot of hobby content mm. are probably separating their lives. And I was curious if mm. you, do you have another personal account? Or are you pretty much 
you know, your friends, your family, all of yeah, them are people, familiar with your... Please don't look for it and don't try to dox No, 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 me, I'm not saying you need to say the name of it, but I'm just curious. No, I know, if... I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, I, I don't. I mean, like, I have presences, like, I have accounts. I just don't use... Even before I went into... It's not like I went into the hobby thinking, oh, this is where I want to build up my social media account. It really started off as I want to catalog the cards that are in my... That are in my uh, collection, uh, my childhood cards, especially because I wasn't like buying so much until I got into my little whatnot binge there. But when it comes to my personal social media accounts, like they exist, I just don't use them. Uh, I never really like got into it. Like I'm not someone who would take all the pictures and videos of his kids and put them up online, you know, so. I mean, that's that and that kind of drives into the, the, the card account, you know, like. We have friends uh, in the hobby who have their kids in in their um, content, and more power to them. I have nothing against them. I don't. I'm not judging or criticizing, but I just know that our family decision is to not do that stuff and keep those um, lives or boundaries very clear and um, you know separate. So I just crossed that boundary for the first time this week. Actually, mm-hmm. my cat photobombed uh, one of my reels. Oh yeah, and I finally. <laughs> so Simba is on the web now. pets pets can't uh pets are totally yeah i've 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 had my dog um the hobby watchdog uh in my in my stuff because she's just so adorable i know for the people who are listening only in audio stock it was like trying to pick up his cat and like uh, you know get out of here you're like kind of pushing it on the side it was squeaked through yeah you get out of here cat yeah it's uh it's funny yeah i think it's for me like even playing just on that whole scenario of what you just talked about uh, for social media and I kind of just stand by this in life, but a lot more in the hobby because we're talking about it is like to each their own. And it's like, especially as long as you're not like being, you know, vile to someone or or just being negative towards something just for the sake of trying to hurt someone. I, I just I'm very much into that, whereas that's why I get so frustrated sometimes with some things in the hobby where I'm like why does it matter? Like mm-hmm. each person should be able to do whatever they yes. want to do and just let them do it. Whether it's sponsorships, whether it's flipping, whether it's collecting, whether it's, yeah. you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, it's why sometimes there's a little bit of frustration on my end with it. But yeah, I truly believe to each their own. Like there's, like you said earlier, there's no right or wrong is very, very cut and dry. And there's always more nuances to that than, than most people would come to think or realize. I think that really hit me the national when I was seeing I did nationally, you see like every different type of collector. And it was yeah. like, there are some people that go there with, you know, spreadsheets and going through like the old vintage baseball binders. And, yeah. you know, you, there's so many different ways to appreciate and enjoy it. So you're right. No, absolutely. Someone actually has to go out of their way to leave a negative comment, right? Yeah. You don't just press a double click. Uh, there's no like thumbs down button. You have to actually type out a negative comment. So as someone's typing it out, and I know the people with good consciences, they're probably like, maybe I shouldn't press send on this or press enter. But like, just you don't have to let me just for your listeners, let me just say like, if something you don't agree with comes across your feed, you can quietly uh, either mute or block or just unfollow or do something like that. You don't have to leave that negative comment. Let me just say that like, you really don't like you think. And again, if you do better be funny, better be entertaining, better be something. But if you're just going in there to tell someone that they're ugly or fat, and I mean, even, I mean, oh my gosh, the the women in the hobby get it so much worse and terrible. It's so bad. Ugh. 
I mean, people are even attacking kids in the hobby. I interviewed, um, you know, on my podcast, uh, uh, Blake Grice from the Blake Grant, uh, Blake Down, and people are leaving him and his dad na nasty negative comments about why does this kid deserve a card in the Allen and Ginter set? And it's like, man, so much like jealousy and just resentment, just terrible. But then, you know, you also get the good, which is the the positive, the community building, right? I mean, I was here in the hobby, uh, in um the 2000s time when social media was around but i didn't you know there was like one or two forums here or there and i, I remember blowout card forums at that time but uh there wasn't this type of community building right there wasn't this much content there wasn't you know uh i guess i guess uh army atc alex was there uh doing youtube so which is cool and i remember watching it but you know, there wasn't social media to the extent where we could build communities. And so there, you definitely get the good and the bad with that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that I've said it before in some of my content is like, there is way more good outweighing the bad, obviously, or I wouldn't be here. Um, and the community building is just insane. And I've never, and we've talked about this before on the pod Mac is I've never before been in any sort of like hobby or job to where you just meet so many people uh, that are all interested in similar things so that the conversation is easy the interest is there everyone is really engaged it's it's so fun and and, and uh and infectious that it's yeah. you know for me like i went to my first you know card show at 40 and it's like <laughs> it's very it's very fun it's it's amazing because no one yeah. there isn't there for the same reason like no one's at the card show because like you know, they want to get some food or they are like, oh, this is I just stumbled in. I don't know. We'll see how this goes. You know, you have to make a conscious effort. So I agree with you. I think the the community in itself is is pretty crazy. Yeah. All about the people. Well, I know we've been going for for about an hour, so we yeah. will try not to take your entire day. Um, But I guess before we wrap up, Denny, where can people go to find more about you? I know you're really active on social media. What's, no, no, Mac. Denny has 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 talked about his podcast way too much already yeah <laughs> no well, Danny, what do you got uh well yeah the podcast uh is definitely a smaller component of my overall social media presence stuff i mean i guess podcasts aren't even social media but i love the medium and so i have this podcast that's really i just love making right and and it's just if i didn't then I think there's a stat out there, you know, most podcasts or 90% of podcasts that are created, they don't even get past the first or second episode. And that's wild. So congrats to you guys. So you're in that exclusive club of, uh, you know, 10% or less. But when it comes to uh, social media presence, uh, yeah, Instagram is the one I love. I have a TikTok. I have a Facebook. They're all with Denny underscore cards. That's how you can find me on TikTok or X or um threads or and all that but instagram is my community i love it it's such a you know wow vi videos and pictures i mean of course that's that's cards right there so uh you can find me denny underscore cards on instagram and the card diary by hobby s thompson it's a play on the rum diary by hunter s thompson and uh give it a listen and let me know what you think uh but definitely Subs follow and subscribe uh to the unboxing the hobby <laughs> thanks buddy we really appreciate that
This is actually a paid ad for, uh, for your <laughs> po- podcast. I'm convinced. This is this was the yes. uh, this was the sponsorship that Denny was talking. This about. is a sponsorship. <laughs> yes, totally. Oh my gosh. Uh, yes, full circle. Uh, well, we really Jackson, appreciate you, and we're, we're, the mail, we're both Thank huge you fans of you, and I appreciate yeah. you being here. And we'll yeah. look likewise, to man. The next let's one. let's continue to lift each other up, and learn and grow together, and just you guys are doing awesome. Love your prior episodes, and I'm so glad to be a part of this. So thank you so much for the opportunity, and uh, yeah, let's just keep having some uh, fun. Thanks, man. Appreciate it.